What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, go, go. You guys, before you listen, we have some exciting news. Starting next month, we are bringing back our Mindset Masterclass Level 1. I'm so excited for any of our new listeners or our returning OGs to be able to come to this masterclass. So it is one hour for three nights, a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we are going to give you all of the details on DBT and how to start implementing the basic foundational skills into your everyday life. Yes. The building blocks of what we teach our clients more in depth of what we've talked about on here. Like you don't want to miss it because this is pretty fundamental stuff. That's pretty life-changing, pretty life-changing. So if you are interested, please send me a DM at BEA underscore XO 11 on Instagram. And I will make sure that you get registered and give you all the information that you need to know before we start. We can't wait to see you guys there. Bye. Bye. Just catching up with us. We I have decided I will now have a new name every episode. (laughs) Stephanie and I are going to start doing themed outfits. Yes. Because here's the thing. Our friendship began when we had an ugly Christmas sweater day at work and I didn't own anything. So Mari's like, I'll bring you something. I was like, okay. I'm going to, I got Disgusting turtleneck with the word like joy and cursive across it with like mistletoe and fucking, I don't know, cardinals or something (laughs) It was so bad. It was so fucking bad. You had a, like a fucking fifth grade teacher crocheted vest on. I had a sweater vest on. It. it was great. Uh-huh. It, was, it great. was awesome. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a theme. I love a good themed party. We yeah, had it. We disgusting. every, every year we have a, a friend's miss party, right? Mm-hmm. Every year it's a theme. So the first year that I went, it was the Great Gatsby, which That's what obviously was it Roaring killed it or something like that. Yeah, killed it. Um, looked adorable, but typically they're funny ones. So that was the first time I was kind of like formal. Everybody dresses mm-hmm. up and looks cute, right? So then the next one I went to was a onesie party. So I was a B, obvi. Yes. And then last year, or not last year, two years ago was pirates, which I was like. Ugh. I don't really like anything pirates, like whatever, but I was so cute. I think I was like a wench or something. Tara was dressed as a pirate and she looked really cool. Um, She was um, the pirates from. Was she Captain Jack Spaulding? No, uh, Sparrow. Yes. Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) What is he, a tennis ball? Like what is, I was like, what is. Basketball. Isn't Spaulding like everything? I think so. I think they make volleyball. Because I was like, I'm positive they have they tennis have like balls. They like that little because... circle, like, design. Whatever. <laughs> so Tara was the the pirates that he was like, look at me. I am your captain now. <laughs> Do you oh, remember yeah, that, yeah. Tom Hanks? Like, real pirates. Yeah. yeah so they were, they were like real pirates, and I was just like a wench. Um, and then last year, it was dress up as your favorite 80s icon. That's amazing. That would be my favorite. I would love to put a poll of what people thought I was. What would you think would be some common guesses that I, I feel would like go we discussed as? This. Well, you're at, well, you should know what I was. And if you didn't, uh, it is what it is. But like, what would you think? 
looking at me, knowing my personality, what would you think? Well, all I can think about is when we dress up as 80s people for Halloween at Rogers and you're right. a Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Right. So fits my personality. Maybe yeah. even a Madonna. Yeah. Debbie was, Gibson. It, Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany. I think we're alone Yes. Now. I don't even know if that's her. That is her. Okay, good. Because like, I was like, like I listened to that, but I was not yeah. like around to like segment them off of yeah. who they were. Except for Madonna, because Madonna is Madonna. But yes. I was Annie. Orphan Annie. Oh, I love and that I, movie. I had a red wig on. And I cleaned the whole night. I was somebody spilled and I was like, let me get it. <laughs> what was, and I was Jeff? Like, it's a hard knock life for us. What was Jeff? Prince. Jeff was oh, Prince. That's amazing. I forgot what he was. I was like, oh, let's see. That's awesome. Yeah, what was more awesome was the Gatsby one. He looked so good. Oh Didn't he God. have a newsy cap on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the newsy caps get me every time. I know every they do. Time. I love it. Anyways, that's not what this is about. We're not talking fashion today. Or what Mari thinks is attractive. <laughs> Could go on for a while. Anyways. This is episode 33, though. Yes. This is exciting. A- yes, it is. Very exciting. So when we were discussing episodes and we were like, okay, what the hell are we going to talk about? Because sometimes we were just like, well, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that we want to talk about. And then I think we get in our heads and we're like, well, we kind of already talked about that. Is that going to be overkill? Blah, blah, blah. We should just shut up and record whatever we want to record, right? Because mm-hmm. it's our podcast. Unless someone has suggestions. Yes. We love those. So I was like, hey, this came up for me this week. Let's freaking talk about it. Mm-hmm. So basically I wanted to just kind of process through having the hard conversations Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. And so I'll start what kind of like prompted this was that my mom, my sister and I all went on a wine walk, which was like this thing in downtown Racine and you go to these different businesses and they have wine and they pour and there's food and samples and you walk around. It's like just a great way to get like small business promotion out, but then also like just to have a family fun event and, you know, do all these things, right? See businesses that maybe you don't get a chance to see. Mm-hmm. So we did it. And while we were doing it, there were, um, we also like when we try to get together, we try to like sync our schedules, right. Of like, okay, you know, these are the days coming up for kids being off of school. This is where I need help. This is what we need. So I think one, what set my mom kind of not set her off, but like set her like off kilter, we'll say like, she's mm-hmm. not set off in an anger response, but like, oh, was that she didn't ever plan her on her. And she is, I am her and she is me. I don't have my planner. I feel out of body. Mm-hmm. I, I have to have my bullet journal on me and I have to have my goals and gratitudes book. My new one that I talked about, look at it's a B. That's cute. I love it so much. It's like a bullet journal, but it's lined. I love it. Mm. Anyways. So if I don't have those on me, I get upset because I feel out of place because I feel like if there's plans or things made, then I'll forget. And that is something that I think, again, me and my mom being very similar with having ADHD, that I don't want, I know that I can appear irresponsible and I don't like to appear irresponsible if I can control it. And the things that I found that I can control are that like, okay, if there's a date, then I write it down immediately. I put things in my phone. I put reminders in my phone. Like I, I just put that shit in. And then in my mind, I set it and forget it because it's already there. And I've got an Apple watch telling me the day in advance of what plans look like my goal, you know, my, my journal, all those things. 
So I think that was the first like kind of, okay, we're not on the same page. And then we were talking about holidays. And I think holidays are, can be a sensitive subject for us because Tara and I have come from a divorced family. So we always have to split our time in all these different Mm -hmm. ways. Right. And so when we were talking about like splitting our, our time and like what that looks like last year, we, for Thanksgiving, we did my mom's on a completely different day. And we were planning on doing that the same this year, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, just because it's easier. Then we get a whole day with her and we don't have to do this rushing and this like, oh, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. And so then everybody gets what an hour of us. And then we're not at our best because we're all tensions running high, all that. And so my mom was upset about that. And I think that it was more so of um, not giving herself a chance to understand her feelings and communicate them appropriately. And then also just miscommunication on us because in our heads, we're like, it's, it's been this way. Why are we changing it now? We found something that works. So then there was a conversation that towards the end of the, the time where my mom and I were the same person, when we're done, we're done. And I, was done. And so her and my sister were talking and I kind of had my like side turned to them because I was like, I'm not going to engage in this conversation anymore. I know that I'm getting emotional. I need to remove myself from the conversation because I'm going to say things that just aren't okay. Um, because when my emotion goes up, my logic goes down. So then she called attention to that. I addressed why I was doing that. She was upset. She left to go away by the car. We went to the car and then in the car, I said, you know, do you want to talk about what just happened or do you need some time? She said, I need some time. But then she proceeded to keep talking about it. And that's where homegirl don't play. (laughs) Like it just felt, I gave you a chance to say, do you want to talk about it or not? You said you didn't want to talk about it yet. You continued to talk about it. Well, Mm -hmm. I am not a child anymore. So if you're going to continue to address me in a way that I feel is disrespectful, because again, I'm in my head, I'm being, I'm not being emotional, but I'm in my emotional mind. So I'm, I'm viewing this as disrespect, whether you meant it as disrespect, I'm viewing it as disrespect. I can't, I can't differentiate anymore because I am keyed up. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, skirt, and I started yelling and it, it Um, It was aggressive for sure. Definitely didn't want to admit on Saturday that it was aggressive, but it was aggressive. It wasn't like, like, like pointing and like shoving her in in a face. No. Oh my God. No, never, never. Unless money was involved. Unless they were like, cuss your mom out for a million dollars. I'd be like, I love you, mom. Hold on. Motherfucker. (laughs) Um, So it was, it was aggressive. So the whole thing happened, right? So brought them home. Mom and I didn't talk for two days. And so she messaged me about dates that we had talked about for the kids. And I said, Hey, you know, we need to have a conversation about Saturday. Are you open to having that conversation? I did not want to have that conversation. Sure. I knew that I needed to, and I knew that I would feel better once I had it, but it was more so of like, there's going to be topics that we have to address that were brought up that we need to talk about. And they are uncomf topics. Mm -hmm. Like they're Mm -hmm. not, they're things that have just been put off that we need to address. And avoidance is always easier. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like, fuck that. I'm not having the conversation. I'm just going to go numb out with TikTok. I'm going to go numb out with alcohol. I'm going to go numb out with food. I'm going to go numb out with TV. Name your vice. Act like things are fine. Right. The next I'm going to act like things are like fine. Happened. Yeah. Sweep it under the rug. Right. Right. And yep. then we'll never come to any understanding. Yep. So we had the conversation. I stepped into that vulnerability with her and discussed the things that needed to be discussed that were for years, dude, from when, even when I was married, like things that we needed to really hash out and be like, this is my perception. Like, this is, this is how I'm, I'm viewing it. Like, this is how it's coming off. Is that what you mean? Is that how you mean this to be, um, interpreted? Um, I feel like I'm saying I'm a lot too. So it was very cathartic, very therapeutic. I just wanted to call attention though, to that, like that, that emotion leading up to a vulnerable conversation, how unreal and intense that shit can feel, right? It can be like, and nothing is ever going to get fixed. You know, she's never going to understand mm-hmm. talking about this is a lost point, but all of these cognitive errors that are coming up that, that could be viewed in so many different ways like our brains are powerful and they will Mm -hmm. say and do things and have us believe things that aren't even real and it's like at some point we have to put our foot down and understand like i'm not gonna do this anymore like Mm -hmm. this isn't serving me why is this why are we continuing down the path where i know doesn't bring me results Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here and I'm feeding myself this line of bullshit that it's easier, but is it, but is it though? Is it really, is it really easier to avoid it and then keep dancing around this subject? Mm-hmm. And then every single time when there's like a trigger point for this subject, it comes up, but we're just going to keep ignoring it. Sure. It's wild. It was it's wild. the anticipatory anxiety of it. Just yeah. like anything else, right? The anticipation of this conversation and what direction it's going to go. She's going to say this and I'm going to say this. She's going to bring this point up and I'm going to bring this point up. You have no fucking idea what that other person is going to say. And trust yes. me, I have tried to rehearse conversations in my head for fucking years to prepare myself for whether it be a confrontation or a vulnerable conversation. I have always tried to be one step ahead of the game. And you know where that gets me fucking disappointed when it doesn't turn out the way I thought it was going to, because my plan is messed up. Right. Right. And also then, because we're setting these expectations, like we've talked about in prior, um, prior episodes, episodes, I was going to say masterclasses for some reason, prior episodes. Yeah. Prior episodes. Okay. Now I'm just saying prior episodes over and over again, where we have these expectations that we're placing on other people, but if we did not discuss that expectation with them, that's not their shit to live up to. Yep. They didn't agree to that and vice versa. So if we're going to sit here and empower you of like, if somebody sets an expectation from you and you didn't fucking agree to that shit, then you are under a noble obligation to, to abide by that. It goes vice versa, bitch. Yep. You can't be setting expectations for people and sitting here projecting them onto them and being like, well, you didn't, blah, blah. did you discuss that with them? Did you talk yep. about that? Was that... So like that, that was the other thing too, of like really looking at if I go down this path where I know this path in my mind is, is like a bike path. It is, it is a a gravel paved road. It is known. It is well-traveled. I know what is at the end of it though. And it's just disappointment. 
Mm -hmm. So I can look like I, I talk about this in my sessions with people like your brain looking like a forest, right? And one path is a bike path. It's, it's labeled, it's well-groomed. However, we know what that gets us. And so the path that we're, we're uncovering, we're attempting to start trying looks like a little sketch city, right? Like, like overgrown it's like, grass. And there's some overgrown grass. There's maybe, maybe like you can see the path, but you're like, this is not the path. I'm not really sure. You travel it enough and you make that neuro um, synapses, that connection, that highway in your brain, eventually it will look like what that other bike path looked mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And by the time you take a chance and look back over, you'll see that that path is overgrown because you haven't been choosing it anymore. You haven't mm -hmm. been maintain maintaining that. I don't want to say incorrect way of thinking, because again, I don't view things as good or bad or right or wrong, but like that ineffective way of thinking or handling things. Mm -hmm. Big conversations, no matter who they're with, are never necessarily, I shouldn't say never, are generally not going to be easy. That does not mean that they are not necessary, right? Because anything yeah. worth doing or worth having takes hard work. And sometimes that mm -hmm. means having the hard conversation and sitting down and being like, let's really fucking talk about what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. I, because I was so good at avoidance my whole life, when it would get to that point to sit down and have the hard conversation, no matter who it be with, my emotions would be flooding and I wouldn't be able to talk because I would be hysterical because I had pent up fucking emotions for years. Yeah. And that was on me. Like I own that. I did that, right? Like I chose to internalize that stuff and never say anything. So then when it got to the point years later, that I'm trying to tell you how I feel. I was so overcome with emotion that I couldn't get the words out. I mean, eventually mm -hmm. I would, right? But the fear that took over of like, how is this gonna be portrayed? What are they gonna think? What is this gonna mean? At the end of the day, that doesn't fucking matter. What matters is me expressing my emotions and the hard times that I'm having or the difficulty that I had processing something because I can't hold on to that anymore. Yes, 1000% yes. And it all comes down to boundaries and vulnerability, right? Like setting that tone for, wow, I'm about to open my heart to you and I don't know what you're going to do with it. Um, also entails trust, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who the conversation, like I, in my head, I have all these different scenarios in my head of times that I've had difficult conversations and how they went and, and what I thought they were going to be and what they turned out to be, right? Mm -hmm. But I know that after all of them, there was a sense of relief, even if the outcome wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Because you've been able to have that conversation to then validate your feelings and call attention to them and say to yourself, I see you. Mm -hmm. Half the time I have these conversations with clients, they're like, but they're not going to say what I want them to say. Blah, blah, blah. First and foremost, it's fortune telling and mind reading. Mm -hmm. So like, let's challenge those thoughts, but also we do not have hard conversations for other people. We have them for ourselves and to validate our own feelings mm -hmm. and experiences. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I, and I have the same conversation with clients and I'm also like, here's the thing. The conversations are for ourselves. Would it be ideal 
if that conversation then turned into changed behavior from whoever it is that you are trying to express things to, yeah, that would be great, but we have no control over that. So whether or not that happens is irrelevant. You at least need to let them know how you feel. And then I get the, well, I've told them so many times before. Okay. Well then it's your choice to either continue to internalize it or maybe say it in a different way. Cause maybe they didn't hear you the first way you said it, right? Like I'm all for putting forth the effort to keep trying, but also mm-hmm. don't beat a dead horse. Well, and can we step back then and possibly listen to that PS episode of energy vampires step back and recognize, is this relationship worth my time? What am I getting from this relationship? Why am I continuing in a relationship that isn't serving a purpose for me anymore? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel tied to this relationship? Like there's so many journaling or free writing prompts that we could give on that. I mean, I just gave it with a client today of talking about um, processing through of like, why are we still entertaining these family relationships? And what does mm-hmm. that look like? Would you say in your experience, whether it be in your own life or other people's lives that you've talked to that generally speaking, it's fear? Yeah. I, I fear of the unknown fear of rejection fear. I mean, yeah, a, a heavy base in fear and the same, the same goes for the conversation I had with my mom, like fear sure. of her armoring up and being defensive mm-hmm. when this is something that's extremely important to me, because I feel like I have worked so hard to get where I am. I have worked so hard to be open and communicative that when I get to these like really pivotal points where it's like, you got to face the fucking facts. You've got to fucking face it. It's like, Oh my God, did I really put the work in? Did I really do this? Am I really ready for this challenge? But I'll tell you what, you know what? Mercury retrograde and this full moon have really like, I, as much as I've like read the, like, Oh, you're coming out of this, you know, you're leaving old past you know, shit behind that doesn't serve you, blah, 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 blah. And like, as a Gemini, I'm like, okay, like still going to check up on some people and like, look at some shit and like do some shit that probably doesn't serve me. But like, for the most part, I will. But I'm telling you for the past week, I have been hit with three, 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 four, 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 and five, five, five. And then this pivotal conversation with my mom, I was like, and the fact that she was so receptive like, like really, and not, not a placating, like bullshit. And like, yes. Okay. Yes. I understand. Mm -hmm. Like verbalizing her own emotions back, you know, thank you, Mary, for expressing it like that. That makes sense. I didn't necessarily realize it from that. Like, it was such a healthy conversation. I was like, am I growing even more? Am I ascending to a higher level? I was like, I'm scared. (laughs) I don't want to go For sure. No, I get that. And what I tell people too, when it comes to having a conversation is to really recognize your own behaviors and patterns when it comes to conversations, right? Are you an active listener? Are you a listener to defend yourself? Because if Mm -hmm. you were just listening to defend yourself, you're not actively listening. You are listening to find points to combat. And that's not fair because then that's all you're going to be matched with is that same energy. And then it's going Mm -hmm. to be an argument that's not effective communication, right? And to when you have these hard conversations, bring it back to your perception. Like you said earlier, like my perception of the event was this. So you're owning, this is how I perceived it. If I am incorrect, please feel free to correct me or let me know what you actually meant. Right. That takes away the, you fucking pissed me off because you did this and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like that takes away from that 
possibility of like a huge fight because of something like that, or also using the, I feel statements. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I feel blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't have to be scripted, but bringing it back to what you're currently feeling in that moment, because nobody can take that away from you. Those are your feelings and they are valid. Being very specific. I am a, I feel statement stickler. Mm -hmm. Being very specific about the way that you're saying those, I feel statements. I feel unheard. I feel unloved. I feel abandoned. I feel frustrated. I feel hopeless. I feel left out not, I feel like you're not listening. I feel like you're leaving me by myself. I feel like, um, I feel like you fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you fucked up and you're not taking responsibility. I feel like you're not letting me in on what's going on. I feel like you're not talking because you're still pointing the finger at them. I'd be like, bitch, if you don't back the fuck up, first of all, (laughs) yeah. All in all, it was, it was awesome. I was, I was scared shit, but I was like, here's the thing. It's either going to be really fucking awkward for the holidays Mm -hmm. or like, but also that's my mom. Like I need to have a, I need to have a conversation. I need to have a relationship with my mom. Like that's my mom. We are so used to having such a tight knit relationship because my mom and my dad divorced when we were younger and it was always my mom, my sister and I, not that my dad wasn't in the picture. He absolutely was. He was just a very busy man. He had mm-hmm. rental properties that he was working on. He was, he had to go to work at like four 30 in the morning to run a 5am bus route. Like he was busy. So we saw him Tuesdays, Thursdays, every other weekend. So my mom was the one who was there for a lot of the majority of the stuff, which I just think is, I don't know. I see that as common with me and my sister and my mom is like we're her daughters so we're more connected sure does that make sense oh yeah 100 and i think that that's family by family right because my sister has boys but i feel like my sister's more involved than her husband not that her husband isn't involved but like she has a day off of work where she gets mm-hmm. to spend more time with them and you know she takes them on the weekends and like does everything she can with them and tony is like me like we get to a point where we're like okay yeah enough we don't need to go to another another pumpkin farm we don't need to go to another another free candy event we don't need to like tear it she's like I just want to cram it all in I love my kids so much and I'm like god you are such a great mom she is because so it's like can we go here I'm like like that meme you posted the other day I posted that meme years ago too that I finally understand why my mom acted like she'd fucking die she's gonna make one more stop on the way one more stop on the way I'm telling How you. How dare you fucking ask me to do anything uh, on the way it's, home? It's, we'll do it on Saturday. <laughs> and you have from eight to noon on Saturday. And then, we, like, this is, uh, new Mari is here, okay? It is no longer, like, let's fill our weekend with things to yeah. do. Like, I don't want to be bothered. Yes. <laughs> I want to be home. I want to be in yes. comfy cozies. I don't, I'm, I want to like, be in my own space and not anybody else's. Yes. Yes. I don't want to have to, t- I don't want to have to answer Yep. another damn question. Yes. I sometimes yeah. feel terrible on the way home when I pick him up, like after a long day and it's like, you know, seven 30 and we're driving home and he literally wants to tell me everything from his day. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want to hear another person talk. Like, yeah. I just want it to be quiet. But then I'm like, okay, I you can't do that though. Like he wants to share that stuff from his day with mm-hmm. you. Like you're his mm-hmm. mom, you know? And so I have mm-hmm. to have those conversations in my head of like, just be an active listener. Like, Yes. Nobody's asking you to fucking have balloons and jump up and down it with excitement, right? Just like, and he's not asking you to solve world hunger. He's, he's just not. He's, he's really talking not. about he did a math test and he, he got four right. Out of five. This is exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and, and Joe at, or, or Bob at recess took my ball for me. And yeah, I was literally pissed. like, yeah, like, yeah. So that on the way home today. So I moved up a level, got a superstar or like a star, star skis or star stirs or something. And I moved up and I unlocked kangaroo. Oh, I wasn't the first to unlock it. Like there's other people there, but like I moved up to it. So like now I'm in that level and now we have to have 10 star stirs to unlock the next animal. And I'm probably not going to be the person who unlocks the next animal, but at least I moved up. (laughs) And I was like, what's a star stir? Yes. Literally. What's that? How many levels are there? Like, cause then therapy kicks in and I'm like, how many levels are there? What do you have to do to move up? How can we, mm-hmm. how can we make this a game where you move up all the time? Yes. <laughs> it was too much. It's exhausting. And then me and blah, 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 we're on, we're in at recess. And then they did this. And like, do you ever like Goodness. look at them and you're like, holy shit. Like you're a whole ass human right now. Like you're not yes. even like a little toddler anymore. Like you literally, like you have a personality and you're like, your head's going and you're and building you're relationships like, and like, yeah, like it's yes. Mine tried to break up a fight and I was like, what? <laughs> what? And I said, Twice. Hey, it's not worth it. Uh, one thing I saw him do it at dismissal. I could see him going like this between two people. And I was like, oh, he's going to hit my fucking face. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> So we had a conversation about that. And like, I appreciate that you don't want your friends to get into a fight and that you don't yes. want to get hurt, but let's also talk about safety and you know, like that kind of stuff. But in my head, I'm like, you're fucking, you're going to be eight in five minutes. Like what's going to happen when you're 16? What? I know. I know. Stephanie, I know. I'm itching thinking about it. I don't even. <laughs> I don't yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not happening. I forbade it. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to sit down and have a hard conversation with someone and they don't know where to start? Write a fucking script, bro. I cannot tell you how fucking important it is. Get your goddamn thoughts on paper. I'm so yep. sick of people being like, I'm not coming with a piece of paper written out or I'm like, that's silly or I, I can stick to it. No, the fuck you can't. Who, who the fuck do you think you are? Do you mm-hmm. think that you're fucking, what is his name? Dr. Wayne Dyer, do you think you're Brene Brown? Do you think, who the, who the fuck do you think you are? You are not above a human emotion experience. Yeah. Write your, write your fucking points down. And here's the thing. If you so read you from say, it like a script, who cares? Then you, then you say, who you preface, you preface that conversation. This is very important to me. And yes. I took notes so that I can stay in a logical, reasonable mindset, mm-hmm. because this is something that I get emotional about. However, I don't think that's fair. If I project my emotions onto you, mm-hmm. wild fucking thought, wild fucking thought guys. And Hey, if they're like, <laughs> you took notes and the conversation right there, that yep. person is not mature enough to have that conversation. And you know what you go to a trusted support person, a therapist, a friend, somebody who's going to listen to you and you talk about or discuss how that felt dismissive because it was mm-hmm. write it down, mm-hmm. get an outline of what you want to say and make sure there's some factual evidence in there. Yes. And if we're, yes. again, if we're going to have feelings, we are, I feel statements. Mm-hmm. I feel I am owning my feelings. I'm acknowledging and validating them. It is not an, I feel like you, I feel like you're, I feel like mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. I, that, that's yes. my, that's my advice. Write it down. I was going to say the same thing. I had a client who was expressing a lot of frustration and I said, I want you to write down all of these thoughts and feelings that you have about the current situation. And we're going to sort through it and we're going to go through together on how to rephrase that. So it's more appropriate and effective for that conversation. 
And so she did. And when she wrote it all out, it, it was not effective communication, right? Like it was very, it was an emotional writing of feelings. And so we sorted through the whole thing and I rephrased all the things for her. And here's the thing, when you are used to being an emotionally reactive person, when somebody tries to give you a more wise mind approach, mm-hmm. that is not going to feel comfortable to you. And you're not going to want to do it because you're like, that doesn't work for me. I don't talk like that. So I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your choice. And so if you would like to choose to then have an emotional response to then get into an argument, that's your choice. That's your exactly. choice. Exactly. Here's the thing though. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If you are not willing percent. to put yourself out of your comfort zone and be able to attack this issue head on with vulnerability, then like, I'm not the person you're going to come complain to because I'm going to set mm-hmm. a boundary right then and there. Like mm-hmm. nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm-hmm. This is why I say that I am an action therapist. This is why I say that there are action steps. I don't know what you expect from me. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep coming to me, telling me that the same thing is happening over and over and over again. However, we are not setting boundaries. We are not attempting to have vulnerable conversations. We're not doing the work. Like we're not owning our part, right? Exactly. And I get, I get if you are not in that state of change yet, if you are not sure. in that, that change state, like I am ready to work, that's okay. But I'm not your person though. I'm not your person though. Yeah. And own that and say that, you know what? I'm not ready. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Then let's shift gears. So then we don't feel like we both keep beating our head against a wall. Mm -hmm. I'm also a firm believer in writing things down because I know that for me, when I'm an emotional state in an emotional state, Mm -hmm. I will forget a lot of points that I want to make. And then after I'm not emotional and I look back, I'm like, I wish I would have said this. Why didn't I say this? I wanted to make this point and I didn't and blah, blah, blah. The amount of times that I have wanted to go back and say things um, is pretty much endless, no matter what the conversation was about, just because you forget, right? Like you lose your train of thought or they bring up something that you weren't ready for. And then you kind of have to go a different way. Like it happens. Yes. That is why it is important. Write those points down. That is if I could give anybody a piece of advice, one, and especially if you're writing the points down, you're then going to tease out what's important and what's not important. Yep. Because seeing it on paper is going to be that much more of a mindful moment experience. You'd be like, that's not really that important. Or like, oh, yes. now that I'm looking at that, like that doesn't necessarily create friction or tension or isn't something that I really want to address right now. Yep. So that's the other important part of writing it down. So then you can realize what, what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say versus what you need to say? Mm-hmm. Yes. So have the fucking conversation immediately. This person in the dark. (laughs) You guys tag us when you have that hard conversation, show up for yourself. Yeah. Because you deserve it. Period. You are worthy. You are enough. You deserve to have your feelings heard in an appropriate, effective way. And if it's not appropriate and effective yet, get a therapist so they can help you come up with ways to tackle the situation that you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. So I am at BEA underscore XO 11. Steph is at spooky fit mom 13. We are at rewriting her story podcast. We are rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com. We're rewriting her story podcast on YouTube as well. Check out our videos. Guys, 
Come on, they're so cool. I'll hook up. Yes, you get behind the scenes. You finally get to hear like what the noises I make are, like what I'm actually doing when I'm making them. You also get to see my new cool names that I'm going to start doing every single time. Yep. Um, this is the third name. So snooze, you lose. Um, I don't even know why I chose it. It just came to me. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, Cujo. <laughs> it's funny. So questions, concerns, comments, please let us know. We would love to hear from you guys. We would love to have any suggestions that you may want to hear and or know. I also am going to start reaching out to people for interviews, which will be subscriber only. Yes. So if you want to figure out some of the interviews or figure out, if you want to hear some of the interviews that we have coming up, some of it is going to be financial advice. Some of it is going to be um, overcoming obstacles in everyday life. There are so many things that we have coming up. So stay tuned. And we will see you guys on the next episode. We'll see you on the flip side. Yes. (laughs) I want to know where the origin of that that statement (laughs) came from. Somebody knows DM me. I want to know. Anyways, so have a wonderful week, weekend, morning, night, evening, whenever you are listening to this. We love you. You are worthy. You are enough. We support you. And thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye.